Welcome back, everyone. Youngsters, I think this is episode 40. Is, are we in the 40s now? So, yeah. yeah. Pretty sure. 40s? We're getting up there. That's, uh... We're close. 50, 52 weeks in a year, right? Or 51. 52? Yeah, 52. 52. Come along now, kids. That's what I thought. I mean... 52. You know, I'm getting states and weeks of the year, like, mixed up right there. 50 states, but, um... Yeah, so we're like 12... What are you talking about? What? What's this guy 50 on? States. There's 50 states. Yeah, but you said 51. 51. You said you're getting No, like, states. I was stuck in the halfway between. Like, that's oh, how I was trying. Oh, okay. So, like, I knew one was 50 and one was 52. But I had to go... Like, that's how I remember the weeks of the year. Because I know there's 50 states, but there ain't... There's not 52. So that's how my brain processes that. Okay. It, it, it has no correlation, but that's just how I remember it. Okay. But anywho, so we're 12 weeks away from a full year, which that's exciting. We're we're getting there. I think we started like August, maybe so, or late June, late July, late July. I know there um, was there was three there was three pods without me, right? Because I was a one month guest or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think you guys yeah. had three without me, so you are original guests. So. I, I am, and I'm still here. How's that work? You're a reoccurring guest. You You're like a 37 <laughs> intermittent, like inter yeah, 37 episode guest, reoccurring guest on a podcast. Ever. <laughs> That's gonna be a Guinness Book World Record, right? Maybe, we should yeah. do that. See if you can get a plaque or something. No, because someone else would be like, "Yeah, I've been a guest on this one for like." 78 episodes yeah well this is this is concurrent this is all back to back to back true true um yeah we got we got an exciting slate that we didn't think would be a thing at this point in the year so the buckos they're uh buckos are red hot like what do we what do we think about the buckos what do i think Uh, about the buckos yeah Yeah, let's go dan first dan usually doesn't state his opinion he usually turns his head away he takes his headset off and he he says you know i'm not talking about the part so i'm I'm going to give Dan the floor. Uh, I, know, I think he has a lot to say. He, per, he seemed pretty excited yesterday. So, I, a, what, what was that, Moss? So you are a huge Buckos guy. So, uh, yeah. so, all right. I asked you guys in the group chat, I had a sports question right after we were asked about uh, DJ had that question. So I don't know if you guys were expecting that from me, but I asked, are the Buckos back? As we sit right here right now, 22 games into the season, 15 and 7, they've had, what, 10 quality starts in a row from their starters. Um, you look back when they split with – I know they split with the Cardinals, but how many times have they gone to St. Louis and lost three of four or uh, they got swept? Um, they're just on the wrong side of things when they go to St. Louis. But you go to St. Louis, and the games you split, you get one, you win one with your pitching, and then you win the other one with your offense. I think this team, I wouldn't say it's complete, because it is early in the season, but they're playing as complete baseball as they can. They're getting quality starts out of guys like Rich Hill, which you both could say and and you know, eat your crow. That he had a good outing last week. I'll say he had a good outing last game. But you guys but, both said, oh, this guy's 43 years old, blah, blah, blah. He he went last night too. He pitched just fine last night. I, they won two one. Uh, he pitched all right. But what I'm saying is they're winning the game, the close games. But then they go to Colorado and blow the Rockies out. They score 33 runs in three games at Colorado. The last time the Buckos have scored 33 runs in a three game series was back in like '95. And then the last time they put up. Um, 
13 or 10 runs or more in a three game series in two of the three games was back in like 2000. So we're seeing seeing the boys coming with the with the bats, which I think that lineup it's looking real good. And yeah, one one of the the down down spots is that kid Brian Hayes. You guys always say he's not doing it at the dish. Look at his defense. Look at the plays he's making on defense, and that's why they signed the guy. And that's what I said last week. I'm I have changed my attitude. I'm all I'm not all in on them, but I'm going to root for them now that they're. Uh, not just because they're successful now, but I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to enjoy the baseball they're playing now. They're playing very good baseball. I'm, gonna, like, sorry. I'm all in. Yeah. Rubber stamp it. I'm all in. I'm going to double down what I said last week. Um, I never said Brian Hayes was bad. I said he wasn't hitting well, yeah. and I think he's trending up next. He's trending up now, yes, too. Yes, yes. So um, he was in like the one, I think, 90s, maybe 180s, 190s. I think he's up to like 220, 230 maybe now. Let me get you some numbies. And he just got a hit today, so that'll bring him up a little more. Um, he just had a – like I said before, I just think he had a slow start to the season. Uh, Brian Reynolds has kind of come back to earth a little bit. Uh, he had yeah. that strong start, but yeah. he's kind of buzzing out a little bit. I, I wouldn't say fuzzling out, but, you know, he's just not the hot bat. But yeah, it seems like at every point during – I'm not going to say this run that the Pirates have had. It's not like some – it's like – Five-game win streak. Let's call it that. There's always been a hot bat. So Reynolds is a hot bat for a while. And now Connor Joe, of all people, <clears throat> who I thought was just going to be like a utility man, has kind of turned into an everyday player maybe. And yeah. he's mm-hmm. batting like close to almost 400, I'd bet, at this point. Maybe not 400, but I'd say closer to the side of 350. But, I mean, they're just putting bat on ball. Um, it's just good hitting. It's exciting hitting for once. Um, even the guys that we thought would replace O'Neill Cruz and it would be just like a big gap in the lineup. Like you have what that, what's that guy's name? Matthias, Jason Belay, and uh, Rodolfo Castro. They're all hitting the ball pretty well. There's not as much of a weak spot as you can see before minus Austin Hedges. I mean, he's the only hitter that I've seen so far that's kind of struggling, but I've been impressed. First of all, um, I'd say I've been most impressed by Carlos Santana um i knew he'd be a good signing for the locker room but i really didn't expect him to step fully into the first base role because we originally thought it was going to be him and g-man Choi kind of splitting and then it's turning out that i think we're getting a lot of value from santana and i don't know if he's just a bridge guy and we're not contending he could be a big piece to trade at the deadline for a team that needs him kind of like uh the role of Daniel Vogelbach of last year when we got Danny Olderman Davis. from the mess. Like, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind dealing Santana if he's hot, like batting what, you you would Andrew, you'd mind dealing him? I'd keep him. You'd keep him for next year? Yeah, I mean a good veteran bat. Yeah. Steady at first. Yeah, I'd keep him. I wouldn't I, he's someone I would not consider trading just because he's a veteran. Now if the pirates are like scuffling by the time the deadline comes around and they're out of contention, you know, all right. Get him to a contender. That's kind of, you know, you owe him that kind of like, you know, the Quintana last year. But I don't think Santana was really brought in as like a rental type player, from my view at least. No. Yeah, and looking back at it, I think we're all going to be eating a little crow, as Dan would say, because we thought, like, hey, these guys are just leaders. You know, they'll smack the ball every, like, 30 at-bats. You know what? They're, They're leading the team, but they're leading it to, like, a winning team. And we're second in the division, I believe, yep. behind. Yep. 
Is Milwaukee. it Milwaukee? Yep. Milwaukee. And, you know, the pitching is looking a lot better. Um, a lot of guys that you didn't think would be uh, leading the charge, like Johan Oviedo. Yeah. Which he's, he's very slept on. Um, I just think media outlets disrespect the Pirates for no reason still. Um, no, I know it's warranted. Proven. There's plenty of reason why yeah. they disrespect them. I know they're not proven yet, but they released their power rankings, and, like, Oviedo's probably had – a, a very good season that he should be a top 25 pitcher up to this point. I'm not saying it's to be like that maybe in late June, early July, but Hey, he, does, give him a little respect on his name. He's dealing pretty well. I think his ERAs has to be one of the lower in the league, but I mean, the pitching's great from people you wouldn't expect. Like today, I think that Velasquez or whatever Vasquez yeah. is on the mound. He's, he's been doing pretty well too. So that's what you need. You need those consistent five, six guys like those fifth, sixth guy in your rotation to, you know, be a consistent pitcher. And like Dan said, the quality innings or, or quality, quality outings starts. are really helping. Quality starts. It's yeah, huge. Quality start. um, so let me just give you some numbers real quick. Cabrian Hayes, 226 batting average. Connor Joe, 357. Um, yeah. Johan Oviedo with a 2.22 ERA right now. Um, one 1.15 whip. So I, I think just fine. Because then you look at, like, Rowanzi Contreras, somebody who I thought might have been the opening day starter, the ace. You know, he's 4.57 ERA. He's, like the, he's probably, like, the second to late worst pitcher right, right now. Mitch Rich Keller, Hill would be the only one. Mitch Keller with 3.64. So, Johan's uh, ERA's lower than that, too. That's right now. Um, Rich, Rich Hill sitting at 4.85 ERA. Um but the quality starts, man. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's it's huge whenever your starting pitcher can turn over to your bullpen in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning. You know, instead of in the in the fourth inning, in the fifth inning, you get, you you get into the sixth inning as a starting pitcher for this organization for the Buckos. That's huge because we even said our bullpen might be the weakest point on the team, and that's. It was tough for us to say that at the beginning of the year because we didn't know because everywhere could have been a weak point on that team. His starting pitching could have been bad. Um, first base could have been a question mark. But all these question marks we had were they're, – they're, they're ironing themselves out. And when you get quality starts from your starters like that, you get great starts, great outings from your starters um, that alleviates the pressure on your bullpen. And it makes your bullpen – not as worn down. Um, they're they're playing how many games in a row? Uh, I still what is they it? They haven't had a break since the twenty. Like the, they won't have one till tomorrow. 20, yeah, I thought it was the twenty sixth. I could be wrong. But What's tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow's the twenty fourth. Anyway, I know. I know it's coming up. That's a lot of baseball to play, and now you don't have like if you if you have a uh, reliever go out two games in a row, he's not going to pitch that third day. It, that's just how it is in baseball in major leagues. Yeah, but. The starting pitching is absolutely helping this team out. It's it's helping out the relievers for sure. Uh, you're still going to have some guys come in and get shelled. It's going to happen, uh, you know, Will Crow. Um, but it, it, it happens. But yeah. I think if they could keep riding this. And the other thing that's impressing me is they were playing small ball in uh, Colorado. Uh, G1 Bay laying down bunts. They're they're hit uh, getting infield singles and stuff like that, and they're producing. They're they're constantly on base, but then they're 
hitting with runners in scoring position. That's huge as well. And I think I don't think anybody would is surprised by it, but McCutcheon's numbers this year coming back and kind of being this, you know, the leader of that locker room because he he knows how this organization organization yeah. works. Bunch of young guys. He was in their position at one point. And he kind of had to do it by himself. You can't really think of what kind of veteran presence did he have when he was coming up. And he's showing these guys, hey, we can win. And the last time he was here, they won. So I, I don't think anybody's surprised by his numbers, but it's good to see at his age, he can still get out there and do it. And I'm not calling him old by any means, but maybe in the in the baseball world, you're uh-huh. old. But did you see him flying around from first to home when Santana yeah. hit that double? Dude, he's still yeah. got wheels, bro. Here's what I'm thinking. You don't mean he's old. Um, I think what you're trying to say, if I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but, you know, at a certain point, you have to change your play style. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. he's not going to smack the co- – he can still hit the ball. Yeah. That's for damn sure. But you're not going to be smacking the cover off the ball consistently. And his, his like, eyes a lot better. Like, he's getting yeah. – he's just getting on base. Like, yeah. that's just – he's getting on base. And he's be, he's becoming a runner for those guys that are smacking the cover off the ball. And that comes with experience. And since you are a veteran, you understand. Oh, I don't want to take a walk. I don't want to take a walk. A walk is still on base. You're still yeah. you're still threatening when you're on base. So get get prime example against the Reds. Santana come up, hit a double. You scored from first. I don't know if he walked in yeah. that instance or maybe hit a, a, a single or whatever. I'm not sure, but you're still threatening there because your speed and, and, but yeah, his, his eye is still phenomenal. Um, and that comes with, with, with time. Cause then you see younger guys like Sawinski get up there and just hack at everything sometimes. Yeah. But he's on the upswing too, he though. Is. He had a rough start. Uh, I'm but, sure his numbers still aren't looking that great, but um, that's just uh, picking back. Well, Sawinski right now, 244 batting average, oh, five dingers, 11 uh, ribbies. And then, uh, 0.979 OBS. When OPS. we saw him in Pittsburgh, I think his batting average is like one one five, like one one five. So here's question for Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're touching on the team ERAs. You know, individual players ERAs. Yeah. yeah. Rogi, uh, four. What'd you say? Like four point six two ERA, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, over four. Yeah. Is time that you know maybe Ronzi Day gets postponed? I think is so. It, um, and is, so it, is it Oviedo Day? Is I, that what yeah, yeah. Because if you ask me, Rowanzi come up last year. What do you have? Five starts, six starts, something like that. That was just like an end of the year yeah. bring up people's kind of, asses. Yes, seat, like, like they do did with Cruz the year before. Yeah, you, know, you bring him up the last two series or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, he was lights out. Don't get me wrong, but I think um, you get more tape out on him. Uh, as opposing players and opposing lineups, it, it's just like anything. Um, like, uh, let's say a freshman's coming up in, in basketball, it, you never played him, but and then he he tears you apart. And then the next year, you got tape on him, you know how to defend against him. It's kind of like that. There wasn't a lot of tape on him, even in the minors. Um, it's it's a different level, so yeah, I, I say postpone Rwanzi Day and let's let's go. Johan Oviedo, because I watched him pitch, was that last Sunday? I think it was mm-hmm. last week, yeah. What is he? He's like 6'4", something like that. He's a big boy. The movement on his two-seamer is disgusting. It really is. And does that is anybody- he one of those, the slider, too? Does he have that nasty, like, slider? Mm-hmm. Is that him? Or I think I mean, that's 
want him from? Where? The Cardinals. Oh. That was last year. Because uh, I was clowning yeah. on him. Remember, I was clowning on him because we traded – why am I blanking? Uh, Quintana. We yeah. traded Quintana for him. And when I was looking through Oviedo's like, previous game started, the only one he started was against the Pirates, and he got pulled because he was getting shelled by the Pirates a couple years back. So I was clowning on him a bit, but hey, I'm glad he's doing well. Um, who else did they get anyone else in that trade? Wasn't there like a first base? Malcolm Nunez, yeah. Okay, how's that guy looking? Uh, they left him exposed in the Rule Five draft this year, which usually isn't a good sign if you're a any you know really like a top tier prospect. Yeah, uh, you know I wouldn't say he's a decent prospect, but nothing special right now. But they're so thin at first base. I think he may mixed in third. I mean, first base, you know he. I guess you'd consider him their top first baseman prospect, unless you like consider Henry Day, like them moving Henry Davis to first or right wherever. But yeah, he's a power. I guess he's a power guy. Don't really, I haven't really followed him too much this year. You know, it's early on, obviously in the minor league system season two. But um, yeah, that's those are two guys. So if those are the two guys they got for a rental, Oviedo's I think already worth it if he keeps this up. Oh yeah, Nunez, you know, can be the really just like the cherry on top. Cause is Quintana even on the Cardinals right now? No, didn't he go to New York? I think yeah. so. Didn't he, he, he get hurt? the Yankees? Is he not playing? Is he hurt too? Did he go to the Mets? I thought it was the Mets. I thought it was the Yankees. I, he's thought, in New York somewhere. And I thought wherever he's at, he's not even playing because he's hurt. So that just goes to show, like he's not doing good enough, even if he is playing, that no one's talking about. Yeah, him. like like Mach even said, he's he was just a rental. So yeah. they kind of overpaid for a rental. Um, who wasn't under contract, and you see that you don't see that happen really anywhere else. But they they thought they could make a run with him. He had a really decent year last year. Uh, he would have yeah. been their third or fourth starter. So yeah, um, Johan, very impressive. Let's just see. Like I said, they're a fraction into the season. Yeah. Are we having the same discussion in June, July? I hope so. I really do. But what what was it? It was like 2012, 2013. They were like 15 games above 500 at the All-Star break, and then they tanked. That's like that so, horrible call. Remember so, the plate and it just yeah. flipped them over. Yeah. So if we see that, we've yeah. seen this trend before, correct? And we've seen it go south. But we've seen this trend again in, in the 14s, 15s, 16s. Yeah. And it, it, it was good. So if this year ends like 2012 let's say when they were above 500 at the all-star break everyone's buzzing around town and then they tank off they they hit a sheer cliff is that exciting for next year i know i'm foreshadowing and i'm looking forward and we don't want to because we kind of want to live in the moment now because they are playing good baseball but does it make you excited for next year like hey we've seen this trend before they could get back there yeah i think it does and if jerry meals doesn't ruin another Season for the that, Pirates. That don't, think bastard. don't think I forgot about his name. We'll just get that out of the way. We're a we don't forget podcast. Remember? Hey, I think um, I think that this year would be different than the 2012 year. The 2012 year, I think the talent was already in place, and that was like kind of hey, we're contenders year. Okay. Like they're really gunning for the playoffs. I think this year it's just I'd be happy with 500. Okay. Like, 500 i'd be completely happy like i have no expectations for this year going into this year my expectations were 
I just want to watch the young guys develop, have like act, like exciting at bats, and just watch like you know a team that has like a little edge to them. You know, they're a little little gritty and feisty. you know like feisty. I just want to see a feisty team, and I think we're seeing it so far. So if we can just see that level of excitement all year, I'd be okay. Because I don't, I still don't think playoffs are even an option. I know it's a hot start, and I know everyone wants to think jump the shark like playoffs. We're going to the playoffs. It's only April. Like, mm-hmm. I hate to break it to you. It's a long season, 180-something games. Um, it's it's just too long to tell right now. Uh, 180 games, and we've played, let's say, maybe 25, 20, 25? Uh, right now, today is our 23rd game. So, yeah, around that. So, so that's not even a fourth of the yeah, year. It's a fraction. You're, you're looking at maybe an eighth, ninth of the year. we got so. 159 games to go. Yep. Um, and that's the thing. Good teams underperform early and bad teams overperform early sometimes. So I'm not saying the Pirates are a bad team. I'm saying at best they're a 500 middle of the pack team, but it'll be exciting to watch the rest of the year. And hopefully they can at least be competitive and, you know, with these big teams. And hopefully there are some games where, like, I just loved watching those games where they hooked like 13, 18 runs on the Rockies. Mm-hmm. We'll be seeing that this year. It wasn't like last year where we were the punching bag, where the Cubs were hanging like 25 on us in a shot, you know? So at the beginning of the year, if you would have told me that they would have more games won by 10 runs or more than lost by 10 runs or more, I would have called you crazy. I would have called you crazy because they they beat the Rockies 14-3 twice, and I don't think they've lost by 10 runs yet. No, they've only, they've only lost by at most maybe three, like at most. I can't even remember. They lost the game to the Reds. I think that was like a one-run game maybe. They lost yeah. two to the Reds at the beginning of the year. Um, like you said, though, Dan, though, like they took it to Colorado, yeah. and I think it's Bob Nutting hates John Denver, and you really just wanted to stick it to <laughs> the state of Colorado. That's fair. I just have that gut feeling where – you know, something was going on there where, you know, you don't see the Pirates do that. Like you said, you don't see them do that too often where, you know, we see position players pitching for the other team. Usually it's the other way around, yeah. you know, G1 Bay or someone's yeah. on the mound. It was, it was nice to be on the other end of it for one. So once a couple. I'm going to ask you guys a question then because for, for years, and you guys can agree to this because I'm, I'm sure you've heard it. Anytime the pitching was horrible, it was Oscar Marine's fault, right? It's a pitching coach. Anytime the hitting was terrible, it's the hitting coach. I'm not sure what his name is. Is it time to give them their due? Uh, or was it just they were working with the talent that they had and now they have better talent? What What is it? See, I think it might be a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, Marine, I think he came in after Ray Searage. And it, like towards the end of Searage's tenure as pitching coach, I think the Pirates fell off a little bit. And that's why he was like, oh, uh, you know, usually whenever you get a position coach, especially pitching coach, I'd say there's that, you know, kind of period where it's a lot adjusting to that coach's philosophy. Maybe the team philosophy changes. You remember like back when they had Charlie Morton, those guys is always, all right, even when Garrett Cole, prime example of how they screwed that up. Okay. Ground ball pitching, Pitch ground ball contact, pitching. Yeah. Garrett Cole is not a ground ball pitcher. No. He's a dog. Yeah. He'll put a hundred power fastball by you and you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. You don't have a choice. So I think it's a difference in me philosophies, but definitely I think the talent uh, last year, you know, younger team, 
the bullpen, you know, still wasn't as good. Um, I think it's a change in a little bit of both. You know, they 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 got some guys in there like Johan Ramirez, uh, Jose Fernandez, I believe is, is it Jose Hernandez Fernandez. What it, the Rule Five pick from the Dodgers? Yeah, this year they got young guys with potential in the bullpen where they don't need to put them into the high leverage situations as in the past couple years. So I think it's a you know a mix of things. But hey, you can't argue with the results. We'll see at the end of the season, but. Okay. Definitely, I think you know those two, you know those two position coaches. Hey, they're doing a great job so far this year. Okay. Yeah, I think there's more talent though. Okay. So, uh, I mean, you know, um, <laughs> it's I know it's a simple answer, but look up and down the roster who we were putting out there last year. I know I've said this before, but Jake Marisnik, Van Meter, Gamble, like those guys are just like I hate to say it, I know they're professionals. I know their job's to play baseball, but man, do those guys stink. Like, stick out loud. And, um, like, we're not seeing no-name schlups like that just put into the lineup anymore. We're seeing guys that actually have capabilities. And I, I know, like, we're using guys like Jiwon Bay and, like, guys like that that aren't proven. But at least they play hard and they they use their tools correctly and i you can see the coaching there too like dan said we're buttoned to get on base yeah. and we're doing it efficiently like you got to give credit to management there because they're bunting they know what situations to bunt in and like they're getting their players on base so how much of that dog did you see in them last year previous years were no veterans i think that's the other thing they had no veteran leadership is Mm-hmm. It was basically the blind leading the blind. And yeah. I, I kind of want to piggyback well, off your one point, Mots, where you said, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I had a good oh. point, too. Oh, Dan. Oh, oh well, well, well. It'll come back to me. Probably won't. Wasn't was it about veteran leadership? I uh, can't remember now. I, ha- I had to sit up. Mm, nah. New philosophy? No. New philosophy guy? No. Do you know what it was about? Like, was it about baseball? Yeah, yeah. It was about, it was a point, and I was going to make it about what you were saying because I was going to, like, add to it. But, oh, what wait. I was saying no, or what Andrew? What Andrew said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't usually agree with my points. No. So that's, like, really a shock there. Well, Dan, uh, you think about oh, that. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. So, to, <laughs> so when you were saying that it's a it, you gotta you gotta adjust to the coach's scheme and stuff like that, it's just like a college coach who goes and recruits a new college coach, and they always say, "Hey, wait till his recruiting class gets in there and 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 gets old and mature, and they get to his system." You know, you got to give a college coach like a a football coach like four years, so you get his classes in there and and not wean out the old coaches recruits but you kind of have to so yes uh that that was the point i was gonna make yeah no i definitely agree with that and uh you know just this is just like actually uh today you saw brian reynolds went on the bereavement list i believe his uncle passed away uh did you see the video of them calling up drew maggie from altoona yes yes i did 34 years old called up to the show for the first time ever electric video thousand games played in the minors yeah 13 years yeah Holy cow! And he'll be he'll be back down them. Excuse me, minors. Whenever Reynolds Tuesday. comes back, but you know, it's one of them feel good stories and one of them feel good uh, videos you see. So yeah, you know, tip it a cap to him. You know, put him in today. That's all I'm saying. You got to put him in. Yeah, 
Yeah. One thing they have yet. But, but here's the other thing. It's 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 just like them guys who play a ton of games in the minors for in, in NHL. You see it every once in a while. Like late in the year, a team will be out of playoff contention or whatever, and you call him up. You you give him a little taste of what he's been fighting to get. And it's just a uh, it's not like a, a handout, but it's yeah. it's like a hey we we appreciate you grinding as much as you have here here's your here's your moment and i'm yeah, okay it's like a full it. circle yeah. full circle moment yeah. like it's not like hey you don't deserve to be here it's like you're good enough to be in our system for so long and you're kind of like more of a manager at that point where you're like growing the young guys so you do i mean i'm not joking about mm. it jackie moon bring those young guys up and you're a leader so they're giving you your shot like they're giving you your treat yeah it's a little Giving, giving you your roses and, and I'm okay with that because there's a lot of guys who never get that and just wanted want it just 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 once but you know they just weren't at that level to to get there so it's a it's a feel good moment feel good thing you know yeah you, you hate the circumstances you know sorry yeah. for Brian you know but you know, it also makes you feel good about the organization that they're not complete assholes. I guess I can tell Ryan of something funny to yeah. say. He's just, he's just like locked in on the camera, like heads askew. Like, yeah, oh, he's got yeah. some smart. I was gonna say, what's like? Say you're that guy and you're getting your eye bat. What's like? I have an idea in my head, but what's like the one thing that would sour like the whole day, like when you're up to bat, like like a bad walk up song. No, like, what's something you... Uh, let's just say in general, you come up to the big leagues one game. What's one thing you don't want to happen? I don't want to strike out. Nah, there's something worse. Throw the bat. No, nah, there's something worse. There's two things worse. I don't want to get plugged. So, like, say you just get 90 to the ear hole. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you don't want to get plugged. Or, like, or a sw- like one of those swings where, like, it actually just hits you in the nuts and you miss the ball, like, all together. So a strike. <laughs> Still a strike you swung. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's got to be the worst. But that's what I was thinking. I, I could tell you had something there. You just had that look on your face. Like, you're just... And I can see why they didn't bring him up. I'm watching it to the side right now. I can see why they didn't bring him up earlier. He has, like, really stupid glasses on. Just really stupid. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's, like, like in a... Like, I'm okay. <laughs> like, I'm glad he got his moment. But he has, like, those athletic glasses that are, like plastic with like they're not like sunglasses they're like i need help seeing glasses and he's wearing them like i don't know they're, they just look really stupid i'm sorry like i'm glad he's playing right now and he's having a good time and spitting seeds with the guys but you gotta know like put contacts in or something what position is he playing left bench <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> I heard I heard Bob Nutting actually called him up so he could take over for the pierogi race. That he's just doing their laundry. What if he's just like doing their laundry or something? Stop like, it. Man. Bob Nutting doing that. Well, rinse. Is that Bucko talk? Yeah. That's Bucko. Anything else? And Ooh. they're up one oh right now. Yeah. So exciting stuff. Um what do we got next? Do we want to talk They're for, home, right? Yeah, they're home. Yeah, they got the Two men on, no outs. First and second. Well, there's one out now, I think. Uh, or no, you're, I'm lying. One strike. Sorry. Um. Anyway. So, 
What a bold thing to do. He's like showing bunt and all of a sudden he pulled back and just full swung. Uh anyway. You get right there. Yep. Are we talking Steelers next or do we want to talk cinema? Uh let's do Steelers. Keep it in the there's not much with the Steelers. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. And I'll take over, Dan. Uh Penn State product, Allen Robinson in the black and gold. Hey, you know as a number three receiver, he's gonna be all right. You know, take it for what it's worth. He mossed Michigan. He got a tattoo of it. You were a little upset over that. I think hey. it's so conceited. How's that conceited? You're saying, taking you, know you get you get a tattoo of yourself on your body, like yeah, that, I, like, I I can't agree with that. Yeah, uh, I do you do you see Ryan getting like him beside his jeep hauling a bed full of mulch? Yeah. No, well, I, I, I would even though I have hauled like a lot of stuff. Do like, you see very, me with like a ten point like on my yeah. back, like holding a ten point? Like no, like come on. There's only one person that can do that and get away with it. That's Steve-O. Yeah. That's, That's Steve-O. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Steve-O, get that ink off your body. Yeah. Like, unless you're putting a hook through your mouth and jumping in the Atlantic, you, you ain't getting a tattoo yourself. But but go ahead. Go ahead, Mots. No, I think it's a good uh, low-risk award. Really, they only moved down like 14 spots in the seventh round to get them. So, as a number three, and I saw dumb Pittsburgh media this week. Oh, does this mean they're trading Deontay now? Like, no, it doesn't. That just gives you a number three receiver that, A, I think he's had 33% of his snaps in the slot last year, mm-hmm. and he's a big red zone target. So you have Deontay, George Pickens, and Allen Robinson, one, two, three, as your you know top receivers. You have Calvin Austin coming off injury. Maybe he can give you something there. You still got Pat Fryermuth, Connor Hayward. Uh, Ryan's acting like a jag up in the top there because, you know, who, who knows why? I mean, he's like a little kid. You know, is that the Super Mario movie? Uh, his attention's clearly, you know, just gone away. But, no, offense could be looking good, I think. Uh, yeah, and I think you're right. And if he plays in the slot, uh, Tomlin likes them big slot receivers, like the Juju's, you know. And that's when Juju did all his damage. I know we had A.B. on, on the outside, but still – a bigger body on the inside and in the slot, I think will be just fine. And like you said, as a third receiver, low risk, high reward. Um, yep. And I think you just keep blanketing Kenny Pickett with all the weapons you can. Um, you, you, they bolstered the offensive line. Um, we'll just have to see how the draft shakes out. What, what is that next? What is that Friday? Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. And so. here's here's the biggest part of it. I think that can finally shut some people up that keep saying draft Jordan Addison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, get get picking his tools. You know, get give him some tools. But I don't think we need so, to use draft capital there with the receiver. Yeah, and here's my thing. Everyone says, "Oh, look at Jamar Chase. Look at this guy. Look at that guy." Well, look at Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. They they didn't do shit last year. Um, and I don't think, and here's my big thing with that. You draft him. They haven't played together for a year. Uh, they haven't worked out together for how long. Um, I understand they won, you know, this award and that award when they were together and Kenny was a Heisman finalist and this and that. I don't care. I, I don't, I don't think that's the right pick. I've said it from day one. They don't need another receiver. Uh, they went and got one. So they're fine there. Go, go spend those high draft picks on needs needs inside linebacker uh offensive line defensive line cornerback best available any of those four positions i think they'll be fine yeah 
Yeah, that's what I hear a lot of just draft best available, not even four needs. But if, just yeah. get Kenny a left tackle. It's not turnstile that doesn't allow him to get concussed twice a year. That's mm-hmm. what my big thing would be. I mean, that's simple to me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing something. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the draft. I love, like, people holding up jerseys with numbers on them. So I'm, like, really excited for that. Um, I wish they'd go back to, like, big suits. Like, the suits have gotten too tight, you know? Like, these, what do they call them? Hem guys or who alters? Like, seamstress and stuff? The tailor? The tailor. tailor. Uh, We're getting too... Yeah, they're getting too big for their britches. People are tailoring their suits too tight. I like them baggy. I like them long. Yeah, Not personally. I'd, I'd wear one tailored, but I like seeing other people in like baggy suits. It's funny. That's so the style like, now. You're not back in 2005. You know, like the NBA draft in 05. You get like, is that LeBron's what I year? Is that the year I'm thinking of? Yeah. You got LeBron, Mello, and uh, D-Wade up there. And they're, they're yeah, no, it's... It's not the style anymore. You gotta get. You gotta change with the times. Everything's form fitting and tight. Style. Yeah, everything's form fitting and tight, and I like it that way. I just want like a big suit, like one guy to wear like a zoot suit with one of those hats <laughs> with the feather on it. Like, I want that. No, like a pimp one... walking around slapping everybody like a pimp. Yeah, like forehand backhand. Yeah, get get the baby powder out. So uh, I'm. What do you What do you think the biggest thing to look forward to on the draft is? I always love seeing them pan to the crowd, and uh, usually my favorite ones, Raiders fans especially, because they go off the wall picks that make no sense. And then they pan to the fans in the crowd, and they're just going nuts, you know, for absolute shitters. That's just the hilarious part. Like this guy'll never be good, and they're going absolutely wild for it. But uh, yeah, just the people in the crowd, like the reactions, like they could get like you know, you see Cincinnati fans, like they'll draft Joe Burrow. You'll see there's always one in the crowd, like, just booing it, yeah. like, does not like it, his personal pick. There's always just some yokel like that that's just, you know, screwing up everything. So there are two things I enjoy. I enjoy a good commissioner boo. Yep. You know, um, I, I, I enjoy that, yep. And then the little, like, song they play whenever the pick is in, I like that, too. Oh, it's like a dog whistle for me. I, I like that. In the draft, you know, the whole way through, one through seven. And it used to be, it used to be whenever they did it before Thursday nights, the last, like, was it fourth through seventh round was on like a Sunday afternoon, Mm -hmm. real quick. And it would be prime. I'd be laying there, you'd be napping, and all of a sudden it's like a dog whistle. You hear that little chime, and you're waking up, like, oh, we got another pick going (laughs) on. Yep, the pick is in. You love it. Mel Kuyper's still in his diaper eating pumpkin pie. Who knows what he's on to stay up, you know, three days like that. Mel's just on another level. Todd, 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 Todd. And then, like, another little tidbit that I like, and then I'm done talking about the draft, is whenever, like, someone slides really far back, like, farther than they thought, and they have, like, the best available, and it's, like, a really low number, and then, like, all the numbers next to it are a high number. Like, yeah, that's embarrassing. So, like, I think that's pretty funny to look at. But um, I'm a big ticker guy, so, like, looking at tickers is fun. Um, yeah, I love, like, all the moving graphics. So, fun stuff. Uh, bring back big suits. Did you guys see CJ Stroud's test results on that one test? It was, like, the C2 test or whatever. Wasn't it, like, not good? 18. Yeah, I heard it was, like, pretty bad. That's bad. But, I yeah. Huh? 
I wouldn't call it great. No. All right, that's enough draft talk and see their talk for me, too. And no quarterback that scored that low has ever been, like, decent, right? That, yeah, yeah. They've had, like, three-year more career than yeah. three years. Yeah, Legally, because you're being brain dead, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it tests all your, like, quickness and all that stuff, like, quick on your feet and, like, you know, reads and stuff. Like, it, there's a lot into it, so, yeah, to, to score. So, does anyone actually that. know what the test looks like? No. No. So what if they just took him in a room and it was like whack a mole, like this whack a mole machine? Like it's like this big like test like people are like scared of, and then you just go in a room, all white walls, white floors, white ceilings, like you know, like uh, a padded room, and then in the middle is just whack a mole from like Chuck E. Cheese. You're you're a dingus, you know? <laughs> like who thinks of this? Yeah, I haven't whacked a good mole in a while. I'm gonna go play a little bit. They had a good one at Rascal's Playhouse back then. They back used in the to, day. They used to go to Rascal's a decent bit. Yeah. Um, I forget where I was. It was either Rascal's or Dave and Buster's. You know, like, it wasn't the adult-sized basketball ticket machine. It was, like, the mini one. I was farming tickets, and I, like, keyed some other kid on it, like, because it was giving free tickets out for not paying. And this little other kid told the worker, and the worker came and shut it down. Oh, prick. Snitch told on me for getting free tickets. What? What a bum. Uh, but yeah, that's Rascal's Playhouse talk. Uh, you want to talk Super Mario or Dan? This is the question I want to ask. I know we both saw the same movie recently. Do you call it Super Mario or Super Mario? Uh, Mario Brothers, Mario, Mario. Yeah. I know some people call Mario. My like Mario. man does, and it pisses me off. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Mario guy, no. but. There's only um, one, there's only one Mario in this world, and that's uh, Le Magnifique, Le Saison Suisse. Yeah, Mario Lemieux. Yeah. So, what was your opinion on the movie? I want to hear your opinion. We'll talk uh, cinema. My opinion on the movie, it was good. I liked it. It it. My kids were excited to see it, so, um, it wasn't bad. Um, Jack Black was phenomenal as Bowser. Um, peaches, peaches, peaches. Yeah, I like that Seth, song. Seth Rogen is um, Donkey Kong was he he did that all right. Now, if they would have told me I didn't know that uh, Charlie Day was Luigi, I wouldn't have went and seen it. I can't stand Charlie Day. I just can't stand him. Um, that I disagree. I didn't think there was enough Luigi. No, there was, there was too much. Luigi. Why don't you like him? I, I, I don't know why. I there, That's one actor I just can't stand, and I have no idea why. I don't like Always Sunny in Philadelphia because of him. He's so annoying to me. I don't I don't know if it's his high-pitched voice or really? what. I don't know. Maybe it's because he always plays characters that are, like, in-your-face, like, skittish, like, in-your-face, like, you know, high yeah. energy. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Paired with, paired with, like, the loud, squeaky voice that's yeah. always... Maybe it's just an annoyance, but I needed more Luigi. Um, I I liked it. It was good. Uh, it was good if you have short attention span, which that's for little kids, so I can see why. But uh, my one disappointment, or I had a couple. I needed more like Wario. I need I needed Wario and Waluigi. There's no Waluigi. Um, uh, it's Waluigi. Kind of disappointing. Okay. It's Waluigi. Um, kind of disappointing. <laughs> Uh, no Yoshi. There's like five seconds of Yoshi at the beginning, Did and then you watch the, the after credit after credits. Yeah, 
Okay. So, it's just the Eggman and like yeah, the boy. I mean, like you know him riding Yoshi. They're gonna something. make another one. That's all they're hinting. Oh, they're gonna be yeah. like four more. Yes. Like four so more. Yeah. Waluigi will be in there. Wario will be in there. Yes. And then the biggest gripe I had is they referenced like every single game, uh, everything like that, and then they didn't have one Mario Party reference. No Mario Party reference. Hmm. They had everything else. I think they even referenced like some Super Smash stuff in there a little bit. Uh, Donkey Kong, they literally every Mario character, like the squirrel think. guy. Unless, you, yeah, because you I'm can't say the that. star. Well, you could say the superstar. Well, That's you, Mario Party. You could say the superstar because when Bowser went and smashed the block to get it, and he said, "I finally found mm. it." Yeah, possibly. Well, spoilers! Spoilers! Yeah. <laughs> well, are you gonna go see it? No, I'm not going to go exactly. see Yeah, yeah I, you wouldn't see it because I told you there's no Waluigi, and I know how big of a Waluigi fan you are. It's Waluigi, Jesus Christ. It's Waluigi, sound it out. No, it's not. Um, Do you know how, like, word letters after, like, a vowel make it, like, a long A? Yeah. The the U after the L makes the A long, so it's like Waluigi. So that's, that's how that works. Oh, okay. um, right. And also... What's with like his stupid catchphrase, like being slowed down? Like, dude, every time you go slow mo, you don't have to say "Mamma Mia." That was forced. <laughs> you gotta admit that was forced. Was. Four times yeah. he's like slow mo falling back with a "Mamma Mia." Yeah, like we get it. Like that's your that's your catchphrase, Mario. But yeah, that's cinema talk. Uh, a little more Waluigi next time would be nice. Uh, maybe a little Birdo action too, but. Uh, that's all I had. Um, yeah. So more cinema talk in the future if the people like it. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's like a film head around here, but mostly not a film head. I'm, I'm I'm not a big movie guy. The last one I think I went and saw was the new Scream movie. I, I, I saw a... uh, I saw Super Mario Brothers. And then before that, I don't know. Oh, uh, I saw um Ant Man, Ant Man, Quantum Mania. Or whatever. The That's pretty last movie I went and saw was Minions Rise of Gru. <laughs> I don't go to the movies. I hate the movies. I really do. I like the good one. I, I or the, like the ones I like. That, that's the only one. I don't go there just to see like Joe Schmo like hanging out in the parking lot. You know, like yeah. stupid stuff. Like if I have like some previous knowledge on something, like I'll watch it. But it's not like I'm getting out of bed to go see. I don't even know what an example would be. Something like new story that I don't care about. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. Like just because Ryan Gosling's in something, like I ain't gonna see that. I might see the new Barbie movie. That actually yeah. looks kind of funny. Looks all right. No, it's funny. Or I might wait for it to be rented, but I don't know. Who uh, are you? Buster. Huh? You a blockbuster? Get it rented? No. Ne- before Netflix <laughs> stops sending out DVDs, you get it off of them. No, you can rent. You can rent stuff still. Like on Amazon, you can rent stuff for like one view yeah. for like two bucks. Yeah. But you yeah. get in the copy from the store, you don't rent the movie. I'm <laughs> old school. I'm sorry, I'm old school. I have like a bunch of DVDs I've never watched. Uh, back when I used to shop at Walmart before I started shopping at Giant Eagle for my groceries. Um, I don't know why I drove, drove like 15 minutes for that. I just like the new fuel perk system. But mm-hmm. what I used to do. Um, every week I'd go to Walmart and get groceries. They had that like five dollar movie bin. Yeah, just stick my hand in and pull one out, and I'd watch that <laughs> one for the week. 
So I have like seven or eight, probably let's say ten DVDs on my shelf, just random like pulls from there. And I watched them, and I'd like review them and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have, so that was my. You might have to get back into that. I'd have to go the whole way to Walmart, and they shut down three fifty six oh, on that one. Yeah, spot. yeah. So it's it's a cluster. You know what? Yeah. It's, it's mm. so annoying. I might be able to mix that in though. Who knows? I might bring it back. I might bring if it that's back. That's what the people want. You got to give the people what they want. True. True. Like I'll Mod's to, playing I'll the see. show the entire podcast. Yeah, I have to do it. There's a couple I've never watched. Like I just Rocket League. Huh? Yeah. How's Rocket League going? I just there? I just piped it back up. <laughs> <laughs> I was invested the whole time. Listen, it was a rough day of golf. I need to unwind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys want to talk about that? I don't want to talk I mean, about it. I shot, I'll be honest, shot 99 on a sprained ankle today. So, okay. 40 degrees. A bunch of fives and sixes on the card, which I didn't really, you know, didn't really, I couldn't get, I could uh, miss hitting an iron once every hole, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. It's too damn cold out. Dude. 41 degrees there. When we, when we were talking last night, DJ was talking about them young cats going out in the morning. And I woke up. I woke up late today, but I didn't get to bed till like 2. I just couldn't fall asleep. And I uh, woke up 11 o'clock and talking to the wife, and she's getting ready to go shopping. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, we forgot to turn the heater back on last night because we haven't had the furnace on for a few days because it's been real nice. And uh, it was 58 degrees downstairs. I'm like, holy shit. So I look at my phone. It's 44 degrees outside at 11 o'clock. I was like, it had to be 30 degrees outside uh, at 9 o'clock in the morning when them young cats teed off. What time did you guys tee off? It was warmer at 7.50 than like 11 o'clock. It got colder. That, That... at that point, it's not even worth it. Like, I love golfing, but I want to be comfortable. I don't want to be too hot, and I don't want to be too cold. That's why I'd rather I, be too hot. Yeah, yeah, because then, like, your hands don't hurt, your nose isn't running constantly, all that. Like, you can actually kind of enjoy yourself, cool yourself off a little bit, have a couple of brews. You don't even want to do that when it's too cold. No. I just battle myself and the elements. Yeah. Today. And usually I'm like a... Yeah, kind of like because I like a mutter. Like I, I thrive. I'm not in the fairway often. I'm hitting better out of the sand than I do on the fairway. Mm-hmm. You know, and this today just too cold. Like it felt like no matter what iron I took out to hit, they were all just going the same distance. It was like one of those kind of yeah, days. nothing. Yeah, you know, weird day. And like I remember playing baseball when I was younger, and you get them composite bats, and uh yeah it's too cold and you you wring your hands i couldn't imagine driving a ball when it's you know 40 yeah, degrees stingers left and right yeah. today hurt. I'd, I'd almost be afraid that the carbon in my club would explode it'd be too cold i know like the engineering on them clubs now is just phenomenal but like you're talking about a 300 dollars, 400 dollars driver and you take one swing because it's too cold and it's too brittle forget about it kadoosh there it goes explosion i'm good Sorry, Nicole. I need to get a new driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Amanda would like that very much if I did that. I'm not investing in clubs until I can hit a ball consistently. The only, the only time I buy one is if it broke. So I bought like one club in the past ten years. I thought you were gonna break one today. Huh? I thought you were gonna break a club today. Well, I can't because I can't replace them because I'm not buying new clubs because I stink and I don't want to <laughs> buy new clubs because I'm not investing in something I suck at. 
<laughs> it's not like you know you can't blame the tools no you yeah. can't blame the tools no. uh i think it's just i don't clean my clubs off or my ball so like they're both just like covered in mud and i guess that kind of affects it, it but does. i never do that it it, it, yeah. it affects the, the strike because like if you want to hear like the breakdown on shit like that listen to phil mickelson talk about different shots he'll tell he, he talks about like all right, in, in my end of the grain, you know, is the, the grain towards me? Is it dewy out? Is it in the morning? Is it is it in the afternoon and it's dry? Because once you get, you know, water in between the club face and the ball, not grass, water, because um, it's dewy out, you know, that ball is going to go five yards less and this and that. Like, he breaks it down on, like, a scientific level almost. But, like, to talk to the general, you know, Joe Schmo of golf – and and tells you like hey this is you know clean your clubs you don't want anything in between the ball and your club face really yeah and the thing is i'm i don't buy new golf balls if i don't have to i do what's called the circle of life <laughs> i walk through the woods i pick up balls that other people were like too lazy to go get and i play with those and you know what Sometimes you get like a Pro V1. Sometimes you're playing with, you know, a noodle ball or something with like characters you don't even understand. But you know what? They all fly the same for me. I don't have any preference. So. See, I was the same way because when I was younger and got awful at golf, I was losing balls left and right. So I'd go buy the 50 pack of Slozengers or something for like mm. 20 bucks. So I, I knew I was good for like two rounds of golf. And then I started hitting better balls and balls that are supposed to be you know tour level balls i i shoot a T tp5 now taylor made tp5 it is phenomenal the feel it's so soft uh it actually is very forgiving around the green i can get it to spin it rolls so true i really like the tp5 so i was the same way don't get me wrong but when you start playing a good ball a better ball a decent ball it does make your golf game improve not that uh, much but it, it you you'll see an improvement I will say too, this was one of the first rounds. I went the whole day with the same golf ball. Not one dude. That is this, this this is where it really came in. So you know uh sixteen at Bird's Foot right before the last par three. Okay, yeah. Inside. Yeah. I had my drive, it's in the fairway. My next one, I absolutely sliced my three wood into those briar thickets. Mm -hmm. And I saw my ball is in the little clearing and I went in there. I had jaggers all over my legs, punched it out, saved the stroke. Nice. I mean, don't, don't get a six, whatever. Yeah. But I, I'm not losing a ball today. I was like cut up. I, you know, my, my legs were just cut up. But that's, th that's, that's a phenomenal feeling in itself. When you can play an entire round of golf and not lose a ball, it's awesome. Cause you yeah. know, you might not have been striking it well, but you really didn't miss hit it all that bad. If you're able yeah. to find it every time. Yeah. So Callaway went the whole, you know, start on, they start us on the back nine today, which was a very odd feeling. Yeah. Murderer's row back there on the back nine, that longer par three, and then the dog leg right. Yeah. Then up not a good way to start the day. I don't say that much. That's like, start, a, it's like starting an outing on a par three. I hate that. That's happened to me. It's happened to me quite a few times. I hate that. Cause then you're not even dialed in. You're like, well, I'm not hitting an ace here today. Yep. Yeah, you're right. That's, and I think every outing that we've played together, and Dan, I think they've done that to us. 
No, the one Mar- the one Marconi outing we started on that par five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. started on the par five and still got a stroke on it, so not warmed yeah. up or nothing. But, but yeah, yeah, otherwise tough day out there. Tough day. It happens. I had I had a birdie. I had a birdie. The rest of the scorecard, don't ask about. It'll keep you coming back, right? Yeah, keeps the lights on for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's about it. We got. Uh, do anyone have any jags or anything? Oh, oh yeah, I have one real quick, and it ties into the cinema stuff. There was an older lady who brought. I'm assuming three grandchildren or maybe two grandchildren and a friend to go Most see. Bad go see the uh mario movie which is fine I'm, I'm all for it you know you want to take your kids and stuff but when i'm standing in line don't act like you're in another line and then my line comes open and i start walking forward and you cut in front of me that's a jag move and i had i had no respect for that lady after that because a she cut in front of me b she had three of the refillable tubs so it's like five bucks for the refill so it took them so long to get her the refill because they're just packing it in. And she's like, oh, I got another one. Oh, I got another one. Instead of putting all three of them up on the counter. So lady in front of me at South Pike Cinema who, well, wanted to cut in front of me and take your good old time handing up your popcorn buckets. You're a jag. Like it's it ain't a two lane like merge left. Like, you know, yeah. No, yeah. You stay in your lane. You, you chose that lane. Yeah. And it, yeah. it was so yeah. bad. It took them so long that... Uh, a gentleman, all everybody was got their tickets that were up there and stuff. There was a gentleman down at the other end of the counter. He's like, "Hey, I'll take you down here." Like, like I'm not yeah. gonna move out from behind this lady because I'm I'm staying in my lane. But then he yeah. waved us down. So, kudos to that guy. I'd looked her in the eyes, and cut in front of her, and said, "It ain't sweet." I was like, <laughs> "It ain't sweet, lady," or something. Uh, but, I, I was trying to be nice. Fair. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but I had a couple. I have a low-key one from the movie theater. Uh, I know it's a kid's movie. I don't know if you experienced this, Dan, but I'm waiting for the post credit scene. It did turn out to be like Yoshi's Egg or something, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I'm sitting there trying to like watch it, and all these kids are just dancing around the screen. Like They're down on the ground dancing, like having to like, stay in your seat. Uh, I didn't experience that. I mean, there were some kids that were uh, rather restless, but... There was a lady be- sat behind us, kept yanking on my wife's chair every time she went to sit, uh, stand up and kept kicking her chair. Amanda was pissed. She's like, if she would have like kicked my chair one more time, I was going to move the seats in front of us. So you should have or said yeah, something. And then I have a second one. This guy I thought he was like a comedian today at Giant Eagle. Uh, <laughs> I was in line or I was going in the line for the self-checkout, which I use, which is now an abomination because everybody uses it. Yep. And it's no longer the safe haven that it once was for people that wanted to get in and out. And I was just doing like, this guy was like, the line was back into the aisles. So I was like, is there anyone behind you? And he's like pushing up forward. He's like, oh no, you're good. And then he like said like some little comment that I was just going to let like go. He said, this is the express lane. He said it like seriously. And, like, I knew it was a joke. Like, I knew he was, like, just joking. Like, it's the express lane. And, like, I just didn't comment. I was just like, I want to get in and out. Like, it was after I golfed. I wanted to get back because we're recording now. And I'm just like, you know, like, I'm not dealing with old man river shit right now. Like, I don't care. Sorry. Like, I don't care. Yeah. 
man like doubles down. He turns around. He's like, oh, you know, that was just like a joking comment. I was just being an ass. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you're good, man. Like, don't worry about it. And then like you, you'd think that's where it ends. Yeah, it, it didn't end there. Turns back a second time. He's like, yeah, I just hope you didn't like take that the wrong way. And I was just like, like, you're good. I knew it was a joke. It's I know it's like a self checkout. I know it's supposed to be faster. Like, you're good. Like, I, I was like, you're all right, man. Like, don't worry about it. Like he, he was like so concerned. Like, I don't know if he just had public embarrassment, but maybe he just didn't have a lot of interaction because he had just like a ton of cat food in his cart. Like maybe he's just talking <laughs> to his cats all day or something. I don't know. But the fact, like, you double down, but then you, like, triple down on your comment, like, like, dude, never try stand-up because your act in the Giant Eagle self-checkout completely flopped. And it just goes back to the testament of time. For some reason, these people that come out of the damn woodwork to shop at Giant Eagle think that I'm the approachable one to just have their little, like, sly one-liners at. Like, they're NPCs. Like, I'm coming up to them, they have, like, one line, they just repeat. Like, what is it with people just coming up to me and, like, just giving me guff. Like, I saw a thing about this, and I thought of you because you keep saying I don't, it happens to me. You say it happens to you all the time, right? So I was like, "This is Ryan." They say something about your the way you hold yourself and present yourself and, and carry yourself. You mm. give off like approachable vibes, and you give off vibes that like you're easy going and like. You know, anybody could talk to you. So, like, all you got to do is, you know, get a little nastier look on your face. They'll leave you alone. So, you, <laughs> so. Can't make up it's just, it's just something, something, the way you carry yourself is, it makes it easier for people to approach you. That's why. Like, I'm not even shit. And I was mm-hmm. just standing there, like, literally like this. You, like, you, I had two you, hands you on gotta, the cart. You got to droop your eyes a little bit. Don't have such wide eyes. Like. Like everyone thinks like wide eyes is like a killer. No, it's them. It's them eyes that are like barely open. No, see, I'd approach you. What if I just like, I'd still approach you. I'd be like, yeah, all right, my guy. <laughs> I, I just don't, it's just, it blows my damn mind. Like the amount of people that just come up and say whatever's on their mind. Yep. Like, I don't know you. Like, I'm okay with you saying dumb stuff. Cause I can talk about it on my like small podcast in about four hours. So if you click on this video and get that long, you're a jag. So like, <laughs> keep, like, keep it coming. But if it was like a year or two, like it just like would irritate me. Like I'm okay with having like a small, normal conversation with somebody. Like, you know, you're in line and you're just like shooting the shit for a few minutes, like talking about stuff. But like last week when a dude just asks me like if I've ever had a Kit Kat before, like brother, I'm 26. Like, I ain't four. Like, I, I had teeth. Like, you know, when you, when you first get teeth, like, that's probably one of the first hundred things your parents give you is a Kit Kat bar, right? Yeah. Like, that's pretty early, like, introductory. That's an introductory food. Especially if you're you going, know? like, trick-or-treating at a young age. Yeah. 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 Like, that's, that's like, human taste bud 101 is, like, Kit Kat, you know? Yeah. First yeah, three see years, it. yeah. First three years of life, yeah. Like, brother, figure it out. Like, public... If you're in the public and you see me, figure it out. Like, <laughs> just everybody needs to figure it out. Rant over. I got to hop off here soon. All right. Um, yeah, um, that's it for me. Um, I'm chalked. I'm rattled from golf. I'm rattled from people walking up to me. So you know what? That's episode 40. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. <laughs>